0: Screen, uh, going up. The Football
1: Welcome to the Heaven's Devils Podcast, a Forest Green Rovers podcast by two millennial Americans who don't really know what they're talking about. My name is Nathan. This is Sean. Heaven's Devils Podcast, a three month
2: podcasting tradition unlike any other. <laughs> Wow, has it been
1: three months already, Shimmy?
2: I, I know, we're vets, we're officially vets now. <laughs> but uh, did you recognize what that reference was?
1: Uh the Masters?
2: Yeah, yeah, it's Masters.
1: Ab- ah.
0: Blue Cheese. I swear I'm addicted to blue cheese. Uh-huh. I gotta
1: stick to this. <laughs> Alright, so uh Shimmy, Shami, Shango, how are we feeling, brother?
2: Feeling good, Nathan. We made it to 13 episodes. That's, wow. that's crazy. Yeah, in the U.S., the number 13 is usually viewed as an unlucky number or associated with misfortune. But I, for one, feel pretty lucky that we've made it to this many episodes. Mm. It's uh, it's pretty pretty crazy, you know. And also feeling really good because both you and I
1: got our first dose
2: of the vaccine for COVID
1: this week, right? Yeah, Shimmy, we both got that, that vaccine. First dose, second dose coming in a, in a month or so, a little less than a month. From now, so yeah, super lucky, feel super fortunate about that. Um, uh, yeah, so I mean, I don't know, we're just so lucky that we're, you know, we, due to the nature of our jobs, we uh, needed to get it early, and we're just so lucky that it's available to us because there's so many people out there and so many countries out there that it's not available to, it's not going to be available to for years even. Um, which is really sad uh, but anyway i'm feeling fortunate i'm feeling lucky and uh, i really hope that we can work together as you know as a species to um, to get this vaccine out everywhere and you know not just to the rich countries but to to everyone who needs it all over the world so here here but but yeah, uh, not to be a downer then, <laughs> but I'm feeling great. <laughs> I'm feeling great too, Shimmy. Most importantly, well, that actually, definitely not most importantly. <laughs> what we just said is way more important than this. But importantly, uh, FGR games ba- FGR games are back, baby. Uh, so let's go, Shimmy. We finally have FGR games. So happy about that also shimmy just happy that we're continuing to meet and connect with so many great people in this amazing forest green rovers community uh, we got to meet rocket long and connor shaw this week do a little bit on fgr tv that was so fun i'm really excited to to see that if they if they choose to release it which they may not <laughs> <laughs> but uh rocket man what a name shimmy that's that's got to be a nickname right uh,
2: I mean, it sure sounds like it, but even if it isn't, still very badass. Like, just to be, just to be called Rocket, like that's that's a life. That's a you got to lead an interesting life with a name like Rocket.
1: So. Amen. Uh, we also got to talk with another interesting name, John Smith. <laughs> Actually, the that's like the I, I don't know if this is like I'm sure, I'm sure it's like this in the UK too, but in the US, John Smith is like the generic name you use for you know everything. But anyway, we talked to a real John Smith from BBC Radio Gloucestershire. Uh, so we'll be invading the radio waves of the Gloucestershire region very soon. A massive miscalculation on the part of BBC Radio Gloucestershire, <laughs> don't you think?
2: Um yeah. they must be really desperate for content if we're if we're uh, going to feature with them. But but no, seriously, it was so like a really cool honor to be asked and we got to meet John, a little bit and have a bit of a chat. That was super cool.
1: Yeah, no. Seriously, it's been so so awesome uh, to be invited on FGR TV, to be invited on the BBC Radio. Glass. We're just so appreciative. Um, your your listeners and viewers might plummet after that, but <laughs> it's still cool to be to be asked and just to interact with them um, with the community in that way. But I have to push back, Nathan. No, the viewership is going to go up, not because of us, but because
2: I think FGR TV is really going to make a concerted effort this year to help us international fans connect with the club yeah. and connect with each other. And um, really looking forward to that. Hopefully, we can share more details of that soon. Yeah, me then. too.
1: I think that's a phenomenal idea, a phenomenal initiative by the club FGR TV. Um, so I'm really excited to see what they do with what the club does with that. Uh, I think it is going to be a great connecting piece for those of us who are abroad. Uh, also, just great for you know getting marketing for growing the fan base um, and for building these these connections, relations, relationships. So. Brilliant initiative on their part. Uh, and uh, last thing I'm pumped about, Shimmy, is this is actually the, the thing I've been most excited about in all of 2021 so far. So my friend, Donnelly, he lives in Texas and it's his birthday this week. And it's, that's not what I'm excited about, but I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> his girlfriend organized a surprise Zoom birthday party uh, for all of his friends. And we're still not at the exciting part yet. Do you know what the okay. beauty is of a Zoom birthday, Shimmy?
2: Um, other than not having to wear pants formally, no, what?
1: <laughs> well, that's a, that's a good perk too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that we can invite anybody we want to the birthday party it's <laughs> because it's just a link. <laughs> yeah. So, right. so it's going to be like, like 15 of us, like 15 of Donnelly's closest friends. Uh, but Shimmy, we also took the liberty of inviting like four completely random ac- uh, acquaintances, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> like just some <laughs> random people. That Donley knew like 10 years ago. He wasn't close with. He just knew. He's probably forgotten they even exist. (laughs) So that's going to be hilarious. I cannot wait to have these like four random people. But here's my favorite part, Shimmy. Um, This is what I'm so excited (laughs) for. So we have this really stupid inside joke among our friends uh, about Donley being like really bad at home heating and cooling uh, temperature control. <laughs> okay, <laughs> It's a really stupid inside joke. Mm-hmm. And it's so stupid, Donnelly doesn't even know that we have this joke about him. Super inside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Super, that's how inside yeah. it is. So in addition to the 15 friends, the four random acquaintances from 10 years ago, we have also hired an HVAC specialist to join <laughs> the birthday party oh, nice. <laughs> and give a 10-minute presentation on home heating and cooling best practices, followed by a Q&A. <laughs> um, it's going to be so stupid. I cannot wait. And the other great thing is nobody else knows about the HVAC except for me and, like, two <laughs> other guys who set it up. So it's going to be a surprise for everybody. I can't wait. Wow, yeah. This is like a Russian nesting doll of, like, surprise parties. <laughs> Everyone's going to be surprised
2: by the end of it. But, man, you're, you're <laughs> no. making me wish I had access to that link. You know, if you ever need another random person, <laughs> send it my way. Because if there's one Maybe. thing I know, right, there ain't no party <laughs> like an HVAC party because an HVAC party <laughs> has legally adequate air circulation. <laughs> Shout out to to everybody at the HVAC.
1: (laughs) uh, Maybe I will send you that link, Shimmy. Um, (laughs) Do it. Do it. (laughs) I like that. I like that idea. All right. I'm going to send you the link. All right. Last piece of housekeeping here, Shimmy. Before we get into some actual FGR, we've spent like 10 minutes not talking about anything FGR (laughs) related. Anyway, we're going to lose a lot of listeners (laughs) after this. But uh, last piece of housekeeping here. Um, An American FGR fan and pod listener, Matt, hit us up on Twitter with a new Discord server. Dedicated to Forest Green Rovers. Shimmy, Shimmy, do you know what a Discord server is?
2: Um, I mean, I just thought that it's any server in my experience who gets tipped less than 20%. Um, <laughs> but no, is it associated with like gaming or something like online gaming?
1: Yeah, Shimmy, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, I gotta to be fair, the only reason I know about Discord is for my robotics team. As you know, Shimmy, I I run a I lead a robotics team, mm-hmm. uh, and in this remote world. We do all of our like, communication through Discord, our sharing of resources through Discord. So Discord is just like a digital platform that allows you to talk, chat, share resources. Um, it's what all the young kids are doing these days, especially gamers. Like I am, I'm 100% sure Cam Hoffman uses Discord. I would bet <laughs> okay. my life savings that Cam Hoffman uses yeah. Discord. So like that's the, that's the demographic. Um, anyway, though, it's a really cool opportunity to, for us to try to build community around forest green rovers, especially for the young folk. Um, so I just wanted to give it a shout out here. I think it's a cool idea, uh, and we'll post a link about it on Twitter um, sometime this, this coming week. So look out for that. It could be a cool way for us to kind of build this this community.
2: I think that does sound like an awesome way to connect, um, and it'll kind of give us a little bit of a fountain of youth, I guess. I can't promise I'll use the phrase poggers. But, um, (laughs) anyway, we can connect with other FGR fans in the community, I'm totally down with.
1: Uh, so, Shimmy, what is our vegan beer today? Uh,
2: great question. (laughs) Um, so what is our vegan beer today, (laughs) Nate?
1: Well, we didn't, I guess we didn't coordinate beforehand. We're recording this in our our respective apartments, so Mm -hmm. we're not together today. Um... And I have a beer that I'm actually drinking now. You have a diff beer too, but we haven't coordinated on a single beer. So right. in lieu of that, we do have one drink that's the same, which is the Jimmy Juice from last week. So shout out to, to James, shout out to Jamaica, shout out to the Jimmy Juice. So I think that's our vegan beer two weeks in a row. Exactly, Jimmy Juice, You know,
2: the drink so nice, we had to use it twice man our pod. We love this stuff, James.
1: Like so it's good. so good. Alright, let's keep it moving here, Shimmy. Let's cheers. Let's cheers to Veganuary. Let's cheers to four-screen Rovers matches finally coming back into our lives. Let's cheers to the amazing people we've met on this pod journey. Let's cheers to life and appreciating all of us details, Shimmy. Let's cheers to our new FGR jersey, Shimmy. We got hey. new gear on the way to New York City, baby. We doubled up. We did the double two, Shimmy. Yeah, we did. We bought both the home and the third blue kit uh so we are going to be repping hard fgr in new york city soon so cheers brother cheers nathan all right shimmy let's move on to transfers uh so first transfer rumor dan the man neil from sunderland is rumored to either be coming our way or going to Carlisle. Uh, Dan Neal is a young box-to-box midfielder, a possible temporary replacement for Winniesta as he he gets uh, he's box-to-box like Winniesta was. Um, we'll talk more about Isaac Hutchinson in a little bit, but Isaac Hutchinson may not be the same type of player as Winniesta was. So it seems like Dan Neal could be more more of that kind of um, that kind of a player. Uh, it would be a loan deal. Um, we don't know anything about him other than that, but if we do sign him, we will get some experts on to, to teach us a thing or two, learn us a thing or two about Dan Neal. Um, and also, Shimmy, we've brought in two guys which we, which we mentioned last week, left-footed defender Bailey Cargill, or Cooley Bailey, as the Twitter poll votes seem to indicate, Shimmy. Cooley Bailey! So, that's right, we may have a winner here with Cooley Bailey. Uh, uh, although, surprisingly, and Cajun <laughs> made a respectable run in the nickname vote. It's yeah. second place right now. Yeah, well, I mean, everybody
2: knows that Bailey Cargill is a huge Zydeco fan, his favorite genre <laughs> of music, so.
0: <laughs>
1: so, uh, also, Shibby, we got Bailey Cargo on a free transfer, which is awesome. I didn't know that last week when we recorded it, so that's an excellent, excellent piece of business uh, by the club. Selling Kitching, first of all, selling Kitching for a record 600,000 pounds, bringing in his replacement, Bailey Cargo on a free. That's an incredible business. Uh, and then selling Winniesta. We don't know what the fee was, but I assume it, it was pretty decent. Um, so, and, and also, both Kitching and Winnie, Winnie have a uh, sell-on clause. So, exciting financial prospects for the future. Um, and it leaves us with a ton of money for the summer to make some big moves this summer, Shimmy. I love what this club is doing right now, Shimmy. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. It seems like we're planning for the
2: future, not just throwing every, you know, money and everything at the wall in the moment to try to secure promotion. So, I mean, I'm going to say it, not if, but when we secure, secure promotion to League One at the end of the season, um, I hope that ex- those extra funds and those resources
1: will go a long way to ensure success at the next level. Amen, amen. Yeah, it, it just always seems to me like the best strategy is just to heavily invest in recruitment, Get young guys, find these sky diamonds, if you will, in the rough, <laughs> uh, develop them and sell them on for profit. That's how you build a sustainable club if you're not like a filthy rich, you know, Premier League club. And it just seems so simple, like that's the way to do it. That's that's how Brentford's done it. That's the Brentford model. Like that's how a tiny little club like Brentford have built themselves up to, and they wish to really be in the Premier League right now, Shimmy, um, if it weren't for... Kind of a fluky Luke Bryan uh Luke Bryan. Yeah, Luke Bryan, that's his name, right? If <laughs> for a fl- fluky Luke Bryan. Wait, that's not his name. What is his name? <laughs> is it Joe Bryan? Joe Bryan. Luke Bryan's the <laughs> country yeah. singer. Shake it the bear,
0: he may have had a hand Brentford. to play as
1: well. Maybe. We'll get more into them in the Harvey Bunker. He's pie. a big Fulham fan. Anyway, if it weren't yeah. for a fluke Joe Bryan, like, crazy free kick in the uh, in the championship game, Brentford would be in the Premier League now. And I've, I've always admired what Brentford are do with recruitment, and I feel like we're kind of following that model. Um, so I'm thrilled about that. And uh, also, let's, let's talk about our newest transfer, Isaac Hutchinson. Um so we brought him on, on loan. We'll talk more about Isaac in a minute, but I suspect we'll bring in one or two more players, Shimmy. Dale Vince said in the beginning of the transfer window he's looking to bring in three to four new players. We've got two so far, uh, so I'd assume they're working on one or two more. Mark, uh, Mark Cooper mentioned in an interview with Laurie Lori Martin for Gloss Live that he wants to bring in a striker kind of in the mold of Jameel Matt. That way if Jameel Matt gets injured or Jameel Matt needs a, needs a break, we can just kind of fill that gap right away. So I suspect one of the other incomings would be a, um, a striker in that mold. And then the other incoming, if it happens, would be Dio, Dio Dan Neal if it works out. Um, or maybe nobody if, if Dan Neal doesn't work out. The god Dan Neal Dio. That'll be his nickname, Dio. Dio Dan Neal. I love it. I love it. <laughs> the real Deal Dan Neal. Uh, so I think, oh man, Dan Neal has so many nickname options. So I really hope <laughs> yeah. we can get him only for that reason. Uh <laughs> But I think we're, we're in pretty good shape, Shimmy. We're pretty solid. I don't think we need to do too much. Don't rock the boat, Shimmy.
2: Uh, no, I think you're right. You know, we've really done well to be consistent over the last run of games. Um, we've held on to Odin Bailey. Um, so we can get some new people in, especially in the mold of Jamil Matt, like you said. A great hold-up player. Even though he's only been coming into the goals recently, his play has allowed our offense to thrive in terms of getting crosses in and, you know, keeping our... Our players in the offensive third of the field, so let's hope uh, those wiser those wise signings come through.
1: Amen, amen. All right, so most importantly now, Shimmy. Most importantly, we need a nickname for Hutch. So let's work let's workshop some ideas right now, just like we do with our boy Bailey, Bailey Cargill. So now Isaac Hutchinson, we got to get a nickname, Shimmy. So I'm going to throw mm-hmm. some out there. If you have any ideas, throw them out. Let's hear your feedback. So we'll just workshop this. let's, let's roll with it. Here we go. First one purely in honor of my uh my my little zoom birthday call with my boy donley this weekend the hvac repairman all right so
2: that means you have to like dm isaac a link to the party right you can, to i, I
1: will absolutely i will invite every four screen over player <laughs> to the party oh my god i should do that that's a great idea done <laughs> okay done all right so the hvac repairman all right Uh This one actually came from Twitter from Ryan Griffin. He he commented, "Bunny," which uh, I like. Uh, Bunny, you know, I think Hutchinson is like a type of rabbit.
2: Oh, okay. So I
1: like that bunny, and you know, Isaac's gonna be hopping around the field, creating chances like that Uh, instead of Isco. Uh, I, this is a stretch. <laughs> Isako <laughs> think... or Aizako? <laughs> <Isaac. laughs> yeah. That might not be a winner All right. Uh <laughs> All right. Shay Yazdi had a, had a pretty clever one I saw. Uh Hutchminson Hutchinson. Hutchinson. I like that. Hutchinson. Hutchinson. Yeah. Hutchinson. Yeah. yeah. I like nice. that one. Shout out to Shay uh, on Twitter who who hit us up with that idea. Next one, th- this is a stretch too. <laughs> Hachino <laughs> instead of Coutinho. Fellow attacking midfielder, uh, Huchinho. Okay, yeah. You know, again, I think, <laughs> I think it's a little bit easy. I, I respect <laughs> Shays a little more. Yeah. Shays, Shays was a good one. It's too easy. You're right. You're right. It's too easy. I like Shays. You're right. Yeah. I, I feel you. I agree with you. Um. All right. So here's something interesting I found out, Shimi. Hutchinson is actually a Viking name of Scottish origin, but oh. it, apparently it comes from when the Vikings invaded Scotland. Okay. Something like that. So it's a derivative of whatever. So it's a Viking name. Mm-hmm. We already have another attacking midfielder who's also a Viking, Ah. Odin, the Norse God, Bailey. So what about Thor, Shimmy? We got Odin and Thor up front. Yeah, I like that. We got the
2: the double Norse uh, attack. That might be uh,
1: pretty potent there. Amen. All right, this is a shout out to uh, to science fiction, to science, some of my loves, to my alma mater, Columbia University. That's where Isaac Asimov went. Isaac Asimov. No, no, I, I love Isaac Asimov. Maybe you know, maybe I mean, Isaac Hutchins will be
2: a this. foundation for our future success in the one. Hey,
1: see, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. So Shimmy. it was a good nickname. I like it. Let it let it marinate. All right, uh, last one. Uh, you probably have no idea who Lil Huddy is, do you, Shimmy? I, I don't. <laughs> so Lil Huddy is a TikTok star. He's, I believe, what they call an E boy, Shimmy. Oh, which uh, I forget what E boy stands for. It's not emotional. It's like. I can't remember what the e stands for but anyway okay wasn't that an isaac asimov novel two i e boy <laughs>
2: uh
1: so anyway i think his name little huddy's real name is like chase hutchinson or something like that oh. so little huddy little huddy, little <laughs> huddy. Hey, it rolls <laughs> off the tongue it sounds <laughs> <it's> kind of catchy <laughs> exactly that's I think. it's a good mix of like catchy and stupid it's <laughs> Which is like my favorite type of nickname, mm-hmm. catchy and stupid. Yeah. So, so what do we think, Shibi? What do you think of these? And do you have any any additions? I don't feel. I feel like these are nowhere near as good as Bailey's were. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think? Hmm.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I was a I was a big fan of Shay Yazdi, right? The the Hutchman son. I love really it. Good. Um, my
1: own. My only issue with that one, though, I gotta say, is it's a little bit long to say. You know. Right, that's true. That's true. It's many syllables.
2: I I do like Lil Huddy. Um, <laughs> Thor Thor stuck out to me too because we can do like the you can play off the Thor and the the god the Norse god Odin Bailey. Um, HVAC repairman. I'll, I'll go with that if you get Isaac Hutchinson to actually show up to the party. <laughs> uh, right, I think it's settled right do. there. We have to call him the HVAC repairman if he makes it to the
1: party. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I like Bunny too from Ryan Griffin just because one the Hutchinson connection, but Bunny is like a good. Like, that's, like, Bunny Hutchinson. Like, that's what we can call him. That's a good, it's like a, it's just a classic, good, classic nickname. Like, in the same vein as Rocket. You know, our right. boy Rocket Long. So, anyway, alright, alright, we'll 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 sort these out. We'll put out a poll. We'll see what, what the people think. Um, alright, beautiful, beautiful shimmy. Okay, before we move on to the Port Vale match, I think we had our reporter... Our sideline reporter Kip Kowalski from WTOV9 in at the match. He was sitting right next to Ash Loveridge, right next to Laurie Martin. Let's see what our boy Kip Kowalski has to say. Take it away, Kip. This is Kip Kowalski from WTOV9, Stupidville, Ohio. We go to the new lawn where Mark Cooper starts the raging Cajun Cooley Bailey Cargill in his first match since signing the Senegalese. Winchester English Defender from MK Dons. The match started out so cagey you'd think it was an installment of the National Treasure Movie Series, folks. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. We go to the 20th minute where dokes, smokes, and provokes a foul, bro, on the edge of the box, bro. Free Kick, and who else will take it other than Sir Tricky Nicki Minaj of House Cadden. First of his name, King of the Andals, and the Free Kick. Lord of the left wing and mother of crosses into the box. Tricky Nikki Cadden steps up to take the free kick and breaks into his good luck song just as he always does. Free kicks were made to fly. Nikki Cadden's gonna hit the bull's high. World War One was ended at the Treaty of Versailles. You can kiss this nil-nil, draw goodbye. Because it's gold tricky! Nikki cut in with another beautiful free kick that sails past Scott's Tots Brown and his decade old promise to pay college tuition for a bunch of children has finally come back to haunt him folks as the workers go up 1-0 Danny P.U.'s side stinks up the joint until the 70th minute when Devontae Rodney Dangerfield don't get no respect that's
2: the story of my life, no respect
1: okay, I don't get no respect from anyone from the FGR defenders. As they leave him too much space. And he fires a shot so perfect. Not even Luke McGee can reach it. Port Vale draws even. And not enough spicy mustard left on this dog folks. Game ends in a very disappointing. 1-1 draw. Four Screen Rovers won. Port Vale Valatians won. So let's move on to discuss the match. Shimmy. Four Screen Rovers won. Port Vale Valatians won. Mark Cooper's. Men earn a disappointing point as the Rovers dominate possession and chances in the first half. Uh, and they break through in the 20th minute with a tricky Nicky Cadden curler uh, from a free kick just outside the box. No idea if it touched anyone else. Uh, <laughs> it, may, it may have touched Stokes. May, who knows? But anyway, Cadden yeah. got the goal credit, so we'll, we'll give it to Cadden here as well. Um, this gives us our 12th goal of the year from a set piece, the most in League Two shimmy. Um, and then Danny Pugh's Valacians equalized in the 76th minute as Devontae Rodney had just a bit too much of space uh, right on the edge of the area. And he hit a beautifully, beautifully placed shot uh, that McGee just couldn't get to. Um, so all in all, kind of a disappointing result for the boys. What did you think, Jimmy?
2: Yeah, you could never um, you know, miscount taking a point. So it's good that we keep accumulating points. But really a match we should have won. And like you said, uh, a beautiful strike from Devonte Rodney, but one that never should have
1: happened. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just kind of a similar... Not, in addition to that, shouldn't, it shouldn't have happened. We should have scored more goals, Shimmy. It's kind of a similar story that we've seen all year. Uh, we're outstanding at keeping possession, but also outstanding at not making much of that possession. Uh, you know, we, we create more chances than we allow. Uh, but teams have been pretty efficient at making the most of those rare chances against us and Port Vale did just that Um, and as I said while we create a ton of chances we're we're kind of wasteful we're ineffective on the attack Um, we tend to get opponents into the opponent's half and then we just kind of like pass the ball around um, and we kind of pass our way out of an opportunity Uh, (laughs) right (laughs) you know you don't feel that that like sense of urgency on the attack that we desperately need because what's happening is we're 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 getting into the other half we're passing the ball around we're giving them time to set up their defense and once they you know once their defense gets set up we, we can't do anything
2: yeah we're a little too precious with possession sometimes i totally agree with you on that and also you know um, again we've always been pretty bullish on mark cooper's performance maybe because we're new we you know we were always a little bit bemused by the cooper out um crowd and Um, that sentiment coming up but I can sense some of the frustration even I felt a little bit frustrated because it just seemed like we were working through a plan a bit like in a rote fashion because we were so good in the first half working down the left flank playing through Nikki Cadden we seemed really dangerous and we're dominating the game but it just seemed like you know almost by design or maybe part of a program we started going more to the right in the second half trying to play through the right hand side so it's just like uh, felt like we lost the plot a little bit in the second half like you said didn't finish the game off or you know make that domination count And we paid the price from a mistake.
1: Exactly. Yeah, we we don't bury teams, and we need to. We need to to build up a goal lead. Uh, We just get this one goal, and then we just kind of sit on it. Um, I mean, defensively, I didn't think we were that bad, actually. Uh, Yeah, Rodney should not have been given that much space in a dangerous area, but it was just a beautiful, beautiful strike by Rodney. Just perfectly placed. I actually think it bounced off the inside of the post. Um, so for me, like the biggest, the bigger issue here was the the not scoring more goals on our, on our end, not creating enough chances, not taking those chances.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, how did you feel about um, our our guide, uh, Cooley Bailey, his first uh, his first match?
1: Cooley Bailey, I thought he was okay. I saw him; uh, he made some good stops. I saw him run down and like close out some attacks, which was really nice. I <laughs> saw him make some. Uh, I don't know not not excellent passes but he might be rusty he's just settling in um so i I think i think he's gonna turn out to be pretty good uh i I saw some good things from him i saw some great things from our boy stokes uh uh dokes also stokes and dokes (laughs) uh on the defensive end i thought the defensive were pretty decent um dokes you know he's so talented he's so good on the ball uh but he does make still some some uh Mistakes, some especially passing mistakes, where he kind of just gifts the ball to the other team, or just passes it out of bounds. <laughs> uh, but he's still super young, so I think he's gonna, you know, learn and grow, and hopefully he can learn from older players like Stokes and uh, our new man, Cooley Bailey. What did you think?
2: Yeah, I agree. I think it is a bit of a rust and chemistry issue. Yeah, um, a little rusty. So, so we'll call it oxidation. It's an oxidation <laughs> issue. But uh, yeah, I think it's just gonna take a couple games for uh, Kuli Bailey to. To fit into the squad, sure. but he um, he played, I think he represented himself pretty well, didn't have any major mistakes, you know, wasn't the cause of like a really bad goal, so uh, a good start, and let's hope he improves from there.
1: Sure, amen to that. Uh, so taking kind of a broad view, we still only have, like, let's not panic, it wasn't great, we should we should be winning that game, but uh, we, we only have one defeat in our last 10 league matches, pretty awesome uh a lot of those matches came against the current top three sides um so you know when we're playing our best we're a tough team to beat and we need to keep that in mind uh it just would be nice to kind of close out these games um mark cooper said after the match the players need to decide if they want to show real courage and get where we want to get it was weak to give up to give the goal up and not win that game it was mentally weak what do you think about that sean scathing scathing you know
2: normally uh hoops is pretty pretty um, positive about the boys it's like you know we do make mistakes but we overcome mistakes but this is really saying it's mentally weak which is really calling them out and I hope it has a motivational like you know effect but uh, I kind of feel what he's saying we for again like maybe like 10 or 15 minutes for, like, we could say what uh, no more than that maybe like half an hour we were top of League two. After we went up one nothing, you know, sure. I want to see us really grab that first place and say, "Hey, this is ours. We're going to be the top team. We have these great stats. We we you know want to intimidate you. We're not going to let you into a game. But when we don't do that and we kind of slide back into third, or mm-hmm. you know, um, even though we're well placed, we get the feeling that we're not really seizing that great opportunity. This it's got to be this year that we we really you know grab top spot and get automatic promotion. I think."
1: Yeah, so many of our top com- like, uh, competitors who are, who are pushing for automatic promotion also dropped points today, so uh, it would have been a great opportunity to just attack and um, take advantage of their misfortune, but we didn't. <laughs> we also dropped didn't. points. So. Yeah.
2: so the draws are starting to feel a little less <laughs> positive. I know before we were saying, hey, you know, we've been unbeaten for long stretches, we're accumulating points. Always good to do that, but I think you know draws from here on out will be inflected with a little more disappointment. So I, I hope we can kind of step it up a notch.
1: All right, on to Tranmere. What a disaster! Shimmy shakes. What an absolute nightmare! It's not good. Not good. Not good. That was the worst performance um, that we've seen since watching Four Screen Rovers. Uh, let me actually give a little credit to Tranmere. They, they played awesome, so shout out to them. They played awesome, but we were awful. That's the worst <laughs> game I've seen uh, of us so far. So let's get into sure. it, Shimmy. Um, Tranmere, Rovers, Tranmere Rovers 3, Forest Green, Vegan Rovers 2. Uh, Mark Cooper starts a lineup that doesn't include Stokes or Matt, and it seemed, he seems to pay dearly for it as Tranmere come out and play aggressive and really just run all over us early and often. Um, first Tranmere goal came in the 12th minute as Luke McGee gets a hand on Liam Feeney's cross, but Paul Lewis is there to head it home. 1-0 to Tranmere. Uh, Tranmere. Uh, not <laughs> not long after that, uh, it, it, it really should have been 2-0 uh, for Tranmere, but luckily for us, James Vaughn's header went straight to McGee. Things will get worse just after halftime as Callum McDonald's low cross finds James Vaughn and Vaughn taps it in at 40 in the 47th minute Two-nil Tranville Tranmere. I don't know why he's in Tranville. <laughs>
2: I don't know. Anyway, I <laughs> thought Tran- you said Tran, Tran- Rovers. Uh, Yeah, Tran like Millwall. I
1: think it said Tranmill first. Now Tranville, whatever. <laughs> They're a rival. So just like Cheltenham, I can't pronounce their <laughs> yeah. name. Your brain won't allow it. Uh, Exactly, <laughs> it does not confuse. Uh, finally, we get some life after Big Jammer hits the crossbar. Should have been a goal, yeah. Shimmy, uh, and then a beautiful cross from Tricky Nicky of House Cadden, King of the Cross himself, finds Elliot Whitehouse, who uh, puts home a presidential finish from close range in the 65th minute, uh, and then Wagstaff heads in a late consolation goal. Shout out to the Bug Man <laughs> uh, in stoppage time followed by an intense attack and multiple chances for us to equalize in the dying embers of the game, Shimmy, but it just wasn't to be.
2: No, and uh, I agree with you. It seemed like for most of the game, we were not just up to it. Maybe it's the new two new players that started today, right? Um, we had uh, Hutch, right, that started, and then um, this was... Kooli uh, <laughs> <yeah>. bailey. <laughs> yeah, Bailey's... Um, you know, second second match, but it seemed like they did all right, but maybe we were just a little too open. But like you said, credit to Tranmere. They really utilized the high line and a lot of pressure um, mm-hmm. and seemed to really get to us, especially yep. in the first half and terrible way to start the second half. But we showed some signs of life at the end and we could have left with a point. We had a chance to leave with a
1: point. We did. We did. We would have been lucky, though, to leave with a point, to be honest. Uh, we, we did... That 3-2 score, I think, flatters, flatters us a little bit because they had some chances, um, and luckily for us, they didn't take them. But on your point, though, about, about Tranmere. Yeah, their, their press just ran all over us, man. We were clueless about how to break that press, uh, <laughs> a, a, which I think comes down to tactics and just, like, mental readiness. We had no idea what to do. Um, this was really the worst performance that, that you know, we've seen since following FGR, Shimmy, uh, or I guess since watching the games anyway. Um, so starting off, just a questionable lineup, like I said, with Stokes and no Matt. No Stokes, no Matt. Um, you just wonder if, if the team was missing that veteran leadership. Uh, and then we also just had trouble all night on the right side, Shimmy, with our boy Iron Maiden, Jaden Richardson, and Dokes. I mean, I love them both, but they, they both just look so lost tonight. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, Shimmy, I think all the goals came from the right side tonight. Came from Dokes' side, I think. That might not be true. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: no, yeah, no. I think you're right. I think. Well, no, you know, actually, I think the third goal was a crossover from the left that was dummied, and then uh, the third Tranmere goal. But uh, we were having trouble on defense all night. You know, again, it's just like it seemed like our spacing was off. It seems like we we're getting caught yeah. a lot. It was, uh, yeah. yeah it was a tough I, I
1: feel like we need some help on the right side, Shimmy. And the transfer window is still open, Shimmy. I, th- I feel like we need a right winger. Maybe another option at right defender as well uh, for Dokes there. Um, does Nikki Cadden have a cousin, Shimmy? Maybe, uh, maybe on the right side, Ricky Cadden, a.k.a. Ricky right side.
2: <laughs> perhaps. You know, there is a Chrissy Cadden, right, that plays for the Columbus No, Crews, Not anymore. So he, no, he
1: left. A... He left the crew, Shimmy. Yeah? He broke the hearts. Oh. Yeah, I he went to Hibbs. He's up in Scotland. Scotland. I, I can't do I don't know what a Scotland accent. He's up in Scotland. He's at Hibbs. Scotland. There we go. Oh, you 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 do a good Scottish accent, Shimmy. (laughs) Anyway, we need some help on that right side, Shimmy. So I I hope the the um the powers that be can make something happen there, because uh yeah we need uh, that right side was tough tonight. Um, but you know what, Shimmy, in positive news, let's try. We're Americans. We're ignorant. We're always optimists. (laughs) Um, so in positive news, Shimmy, we're still fourth in the table. I think if you, if you, you know, if we, if, if we look back in August and said, hey, you're going to be fourth in the table in January, I think we would have been pretty happy about that. Um, we scored two goals tonight. We don't score goals, Shimmy. So that was good. Um, and also some other, uh, well, also every team has awful games, Shimmy. So even Liverpool, you know, has, a, has an awful dreadful game now and then. Uh, so it happens in a 46-match season. So let's hope that this is, you know, an aberration, just a one-off. Um, also good, Newport and Cheltenhamham drew tonight, so that was good. They both, both only <laughs> right. got a point. And Newport's keeper actually scored from a goal kick, Shimmy. I don't know. Did you see that video? Uh, I awesome. saw that. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah, that brings me back. Great. I know it's supposed to be the positive part, but that brings me back to another, another negative, Shimmy. Uh, Luke McGee has got to step up. When is the last time, Shimmy, that Luke McGee scored a goal?
2: Yeah, I know, I know. He should be running up every free kick and taking the ball out of Nikki <laughs> Cadden's
1: hands. That's right, that's right. If, if our goalkeeper isn't even attacking threat, Shimmy, it's going to be a long <laughs> rest of the year. <laughs> true, true. Uh, any, uh, anyways, Shimmy, this was awful, this was ugly. Let's put it behind us. Um, you know, one more thing, though, I guess, you know, I want to say is, like, that the end of the game, that, that stoppage time... We looked exciting. We were in t- like we had that sense of urgency that I feel like we're missing in all these games. Like, why can't we have that that intensity, that sense of urgency? You know, all all match. Um, yeah, that's feel, what we I, need, man. That, yeah, I feel like we were sucker yeah, punched ahead.
2: a little bit today because generally we dominate possession. Tranmere with their high press and their, yeah. um, you know, their mm-hmm. pressure high up the field was just uh, not giving us time on the balls. So I think by the end of the first half, yeah. we were actually like it was 60-40 possession for Tranmere. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're not used to being in that position. And like you said, it wasn't until like that last like harem scarum five minutes of stoppage that it seemed like we really got like, you know, the wind in our sails. But it would have been nice to see that a little bit earlier, especially given mm-hmm. the conditions. It was a rainy, right. nasty night. Um, you're never going to be able to control things all that well with kind of slow possession play. So it would have been nice to see us be a little more direct. But
1: yeah, yeah, oh, that's a tough one. Anyway, I, I hope we can bounce back on Saturday, Shimmy against Orient. We have to. I mean, it feels like it's kind of like a must-win game now. So we don't kind of spiral out of control um, and and, and this, hit this infamous like January implosion that all the uh, all the longtime fans tell us about. So we got to bounce back on Saturday against Orient Shimmy. So on that note, let's move on. Let's move on to Leighton Orient. Um, we had the pleasure of talking to Julian from the Lowdown Podcast, a Leighton Orient podcast. And it was an awesome chat. Uh, very cool guy. Very funny guy. Very smart guy. Um, he actually lived in the U.S. for a while. So shout-out to, shout to Julian. Um, we were very surprised to hear, though, that, for, uh, that Leighton Orient do not like us. They do not like <laughs> Forest Green rovers. Which, yeah. It's surprising to me, Shimmy, because I, I feel like most of the teams that we talk to in League 2 when we talk to their podcast, they, they just don't care. They don't care about Forest screen rovers. They're like, yeah, it's cool what you guys do with the green stuff, the vegan stuff, but, you know, you're a tiny club. We don't have a lot of history with you, so we don't care. But that's not the case with Leighton Orient. They care. They do not like us. They do not like Mark Cooper, especially. They don't like Eboo Adams. Um, so it was kind of eye-opening to me and very interesting to hear uh, that perspective from, from Julian.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like you said, the general tenor has been indifference, like we're the dinky mm-hmm. kid sibling who no one, everybody <laughs> ignores. But we managed to really, really irk late <laughs> Norean and their yeah. and their supporters. So, you know, like we finally, we finally got some hate.
1: Yeah, and after you know, tonight, I think. Uh, well, maybe not even just after tonight. I think a lot of people will will agree with um, with Julian's. Uh, you know, anti-Cooper stance. We don't as a pod. Officially, we don't, right? <laughs> but a lot of people do. Um, anyway, so let, let's get on to that interview. Let's go talk to Julian from the Lowdown Podcast. Here we go. All right. In continuing our Behind Our Enemy line series, uh, we want to welcome on to the pod Julian from the Lowdown Podcast, a latent orient podcast who's going to teach us a thing or two about the orient so julian welcome to the pod
0: yeah welcome thank you for inviting myself and and our, our podcast onto your show we're looking forward to talk about football not soccer so can't wait <laughs> i can't promise you that
2: but <laughs> you're gonna hear us talk about the cleveland browns
0: then <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah
1: uh, so uh first question here julian what was it about the phantom of the opera that inspired you to follow the orient
0: so um I think if you look back at um, the, the, the first ever Phantom of the Opera character who was uh, very much in, in TV history in the UK, um, he played a character which, which was from the east end of London. And from the east end of London, you, you find only one or two football clubs. One sorry, one being our friends at West Ham, which we don't talk about. That's how I got to the Open the Doors of Brisbane Road or the Braille Group Stadium, as we call it now. That's how I got there. And, and, and nothing wrong with the Phantom of the Opera.
1: I did, I, I did not expect you to have an answer to that. That was our joke question, and you nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> <That> was, <yeah. laughs> my follow-up was going to be, or was it cats? Anyway, for for our listeners, Andrew Lloyd Webber is a, apparently
0: a massive uh, Leighton Orient fan. Andrew and his brother Julian. Julian's probably the biggest Leighton Orient fan. Okay. I've been, I had the pleasure of meeting him and interviewing him a couple of times, and um, oh, nice. it's really good. The last few times we've been to Wembley in the FA FA Trophy and then before we are into the playoffs, been on the train when you're sitting there with your friends, and you look over. There's sort of a, a, a fantastic musician and a big Orient fan being Julian Webber. Wow!
1: So, so do the um, do the hooligans in the uh, in the stands? Do they sing show tunes at
0: Brisbane Lowbutter? No, we, we don't have any hooligans. <laughs> we we, we always sort of dress up with top hats and um, <laughs> big big jazz hands. Yeah, every yeah. stand practice. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
2: Julian, we're almost gonna do some sort of like—I don't know if i to call mm. it a verbal or uh, vocabulary Rorschach. But I'm gonna give you <laughs> about five phrases, and I want you to—I want you to see if you can make some connection between them. Okay, so you're gonna hear five phrases from: you. "Enter it, Looney." "Neon toiletry." "Intently Oreo." "Internet YOLO." And "retool 90 What do you, you know think what? these phrases have in common?
0: Do you know what? We, we, we talk about um, the UK and the American humor and we either get, <laughs> get each other or we don't get each other. So um, <laughs> on, on, on note here, I, I'm going to sit there and probably sound like Absolute tall and I haven't got a clue what you're talking about.
1: Love- Those are anagrams, all anagrams of Leighton Orient.
0: I. I, I- Listen, I thought that, and I thought that's too bloody obvious for two Americans. That's American humor. Uh, yeah, well, yeah right. that's American <laughs>
1: humor, the obvious. <laughs> yeah,
0: the obvious. I should, do, should, I really, you know, it should be the obvious, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they are all anagrams, yes. Uh, of the best team name, in my humble opinion, in League Two, Leighton Orient. It's, it's like such an elegant name. I mean, there's not a lot of competition in League Two. You've got like Scunthorpe and Grimsby and Crawley Town and Walsall, so you don't have much competition. But anyway, what is this name? What what is Leighton Orient? Where does it come from?
0: So, so the club originally founded in uh, in Clapton, which is a little bit further down the road, and uh, Leighton. Um, then they moved to Leighton. What does Orient stand for? So, f- effectively, in 1888. We adopted the name as Orient because one of our players worked for the Orient Shipping Line, and then the <laughs> name stuck. We are the Orient, you know, yeah, and yeah. take it for granted. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a nice name, and you're right. I think you look and you read some of those clubs' names out. Leyton Orient does sound salubrious, doesn't it? You sound weird yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, all, we're all eating great food. We're all dressing bright colours, and it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah.
2: So we know that Leighton Orient's chairman Nigel Travis. He seems to be a big Americanophile. He loves a big American corporation. He was the former CEO of Dunkin' Donuts. He was the president of Blockbuster Video and a COO of Papa John's. (laughs) Seems like he can't get enough of our culture. Does he bring any American sensibilities to your club in your eyes?
0: I think he can't get enough of your bad food, probably. That's- <laughs> yeah, that's what I was exactly. thinking. <laughs>
1: that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and if you
0: ever ever saw Nigel or met him, is a very healthy man. So, so I can't say it's block- blocking up his arteries. But um, <laughs> if, if you look at our, at our principal investor, Kent T, he's fully flown one of you guys. You know, he's uh, ex ex VP at Microsoft, um, big in the tech world. Now has a business in the UK, a tech business together are our american owners so the rest of oh. the board are all made up of of london people so that's good we get a equal balance but one thing he was asked what has, has any americanism come across later noren if you ever came if you came 20 years ago you'd have turned up paid your money got your crappy program sat down <laughs> in a crappy chair watched probably crappy football but here now, we're you can't you can't sit down without something being sponsored. We've got great great financial backing now. We're um, very heavily involved in some of the big YouTubers over in the UK are sponsoring part of the club. We've got great. We've got Harry Kane, who's the England captain, paid for the sponsorship on our shirts this season to oh, wow. support three major um, charities in the UK. You've got that whole it's a sales engine and initially everyone's going mm, don't really like this because we used to go to a crappy ground where it's poor and that now, now we've got this whole razzmatazz and but it's fine you know and it's good and, and actually you see past that and that enables us to have better players potentially enables us to 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 do a lot more for the community so it is good and don't get me wrong um Nigel Nigel's a good a great guy, a t- typically English, but lived in America for a number of years. Kent Teague is a Texan, absolute <laughs> Texan, rash, loud, yeah. really forthright, really outgoing. <laughs> loves it, loves the winning, doesn't love the, w- with the losing so much. And, <laughs> and 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 everyone, the f- the fans are truly bought into him, and him him being to the fans.
2: Oh, wow, that's I awesome. Just, yeah, I just picture him wearing a 10-gallon hat and a bolo tie <laughs> up in the, up in, the in a press for, box. For a man,
0: a man should, have, should have a few million dollars in his account. He dresses like a bit of a tramp, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last
1: stupid question here, Julian. Is Joby McAnoff the best-looking player in League 2?
0: Oh man, do you know what? Big, big man crush on Joby. So if you, if you, if you even look at Joby over the years and funny enough for, for just having to record with you, um, I, I, I don't know what I looked up, but Joby, that sounds wrong popped up, but you know what I mean? He appeared. In the <laughs> so, so I clicked on images and just looked him over the years. The man's got Bella looking as he's got. <laughs> I know. And, and I, think, I think his wife should be yeah, top draw. She's done well there because <laughs> the man's a legend. But also, you look, he's, he's on TV a lot now. He does a lot with BT Sport, a lot with West, mm-hmm. a lot with um, uh, BBC as well, and Sky. And um, the man's going to be uh, a, me- a media love because he's never going li- to lose those good looks and he'll be great, <laughs> great, great in front of the camera. Yeah, you're right. He's the best-looking player by country mark. <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. Nathan and I do podcasting for a reason.
0: And That's right. You're looking at it. Voice radio.
2: What do you think of FGR in general, on and off the pitch?
0: What do we think of Forest Green Rovers? Well, um, there's there's two, there's probably three elements which I want to cover off. Yeah, one is just the one of the whole green vegan um, outlook and some of the some of the things that you probably the club's done over the last couple of years. It doesn't, for, for me personally, I don't have any issue. Actually, I think it's quite good. We need to be in a sustainable environment generally across the world. Football's not sustainable, I think. So it has become sustainable, but sustainable with a, with, with a, 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 green, a green arena and also the, the vegan output. I, I think from us, we've never really had an issue with Forest Green Rovers until probably 2019, where it sort of kicked off this not hatred because it's it's unfair and that's really too strong but i think there is a a slight dislike between us and more from us than probably from the forest green rovers fans in in 2019 you guys came to town and um actually beat us at, at our place but um mr cooper your manager um so, so, sorry, step that back. I don't know if you know the story. We, we lost our, our, our full term manager, Justin Enyanbari. He passed away with a cardiac, cardiac arrest just after our promotion season. So, he promoted us back to the Football League and sadly died in that summer. Very, very fit man, used to play for Spurs, mm-hmm. play, play, absolute leader, and um, we, we sorely miss him. So, to cut a long story short, Ross Embleton, who's now our manager at the time when Justin was around, was his assistant. He stepped up into um, uh, Justin's shoes and started to take over the team. with The right thing to do at the time whilst the club, the players, the fans, everyone was grieving. And then Mr. Cooper turned up and um, said something which is referencing to Justin. I'm not going to go into that because it's irrelevant. From that, Ross, and Ross, manager at the time, our interim manager, who's now a full-time manager, reacted. He was sent off. There was some hargy-bargy, but then that escalated. And, and a bit from either that day on was is where I think that sort of any love affair broke away because mm-hmm. at that time we were a club who were grieving. And to have a reference made, whether that's rightly or wrongly, wasn't quite what Mark said or not. But ever since that day, that was it. There was that love, love went away. The second thing to, to look at is just, um, as I mentioned earlier, and it's no disrespect to those who... Who want to eat well and eat vegan and not eat meat, et cetera, et cetera. I just think probably it's to do with a little bit of East London humour. Yeah, it's we're polar opposites. Yeah. Our, our natural <laughs> diet, if you take your an East London team, is, is pie and mash and liquor. So that's yeah, <laughs> that's meat and pie, lots of mash and some liquor on top of it. So it's a little bit different from a um from a veggie burger. So <laughs> I think true. that some some fans get a little bit rolled by. Why do this club think they are so important? But secondly, why are they not selling beef burgers, sausages, bacon burgers, whatever, in in the ground? So that's a little element. But I think that goes wider, afield, not just Leighton, but um, I think we probably just added that to our hate list at at early (laughs) time. And don't get me wrong, and to Forest Green Rovers fans, we don't hate you, you know. It's probably hate. It's more to do the the little connections. And I think the third bit from us is... um, is to do with one of your players, you know? So um, Ibu Adams uh, was a late and orient player on loan when we got promoted, um, came to us and we turned his career around really because Justin really got understood him and got him playing how he should be playing. He was going to sign a contract with us and um, then decided he wanted to go on to better and bigger things. So he went to a national league side and we've just been promoted Fleet, And it's all about the money. And um, And then he went to Forest Green. So when he went to Forest Green, guess what? That um, dislike has continued, rightly or wrongly. And so there's those three elements. So if you roll them individually, they're irrelevant on their own. But if you roll them all together, that they become a little bit of a, bit of a, 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 a we call it a bit of an annoying pimple in our backside. <laughs> but yeah. if you step, step back, you've got to realise what a great mm. thing um, the owners have done at Forest Green. I think the, is it one of the? What, I can't remember the, the terminology. The, the first green club, isn't it, in, in the football football family? Um, also, I think the 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 new or the proposed new ground is going to be absolutely eco friendly, isn't it? You know, so it's going to be biodegradable. So I think so. Someone told me it's biodegradable chairs. So by ninety minutes, you have no chair. <laughs> <laughs>
2: at least in the away section yes yes that's
0: right I mean, but then you see like um, you got you get Hector Bellerin you know Hector player at Arsenal now wants to be involved and 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 being a part of that journey as well so there's got to be something right and there's also got to be something right about this whole sustainability um but it doesn't take away. I think Mark Cooper's contract's up this year. I don't know whether it's been, been um, uh, is re-signed, but I think... He hasn't yet, it, no. Yeah, but if Mark Cooper leaves you, I think there may be a bit of an olive branch there that we can sort of become closer friends than we were before. Because I think the biggest thing, not Ebu, not the vegan, the vegan piece and and, mm. and the jokes around that, it, it's, it's Mark Cooper. So unfortunately, Mr. Cooper, if you're listening you're not one of our best friends and we wish you were the best well
1: yeah, he's, he, he's it, a big it, listener Julian
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: want to learn a little bit more about the culture of Leighton Orient so of briefly could you encapsulate the club in three
0: words we would Be use all- a word proper something's proper good. Oh, okay like, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah yeah you get that so so some yeah. people don't quite get that but um I, I, I would revert that back to a real community club you have to sort of step back and say Football's one thing. That's a 90-minute game once or twice a week. Um, you've got 23, 24 players who all play in a red shirt, right? But also, what does our club stand for? You say we've got a great academy, and that academy is something that's been long, long known uh, for for us and Orient in over many, many years. And then the second thing is what our club from outreaching from... Um, the Orient Trust, which is the the community element of going into schools, hospices, um, hospices, um, help health, um, mental health assistance, all those things, great stuff. And I know other football clubs do this, and so it's not just Leyton Orient. But if you look at our demographic and look at the area where Leyton Orient is in comparison to say, no disrespect to Forest Green or to, to some other clubs who are in a little bit more of a nicer area. We're in the heart of the East End of London, where poverty is still quite rife. the The multicultural element of that is 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 huge. And so, how do you make an impact, and not on just a, a football-loving, no disrespect, white man? How do you make an impact on a, a non-football-loving Asian lady? You know, and and the club's doing that, and that's amazing, amazing, amazing. And um, I've I've been really blessed over. Um, a, a number of years to be a part of some of that community stuff myself as a user not a not someone delivering it all of that together is is the badge later nor it and that's the thing where the really truly and, and i truly believe we are a real community club we're not about premiership and we don't care about our fans and charging 80 90 pounds to get in and watch a load of rubbish and that's why i put my money and that's why me and my family and many other families who support a bought our season tickets this year we're never going to go and see again that's why we pay to watch the games we are we're away on because we want to make sure we can do our little bit to help keep putting those pennies into the club to do something
2: moving things onto the pitch a little bit if you had to name the greatest strength and the greatest weakness of uh, in footballing of what would that be?
0: I mean, our weakness. I guess go with weaknesses because you can make them better, you know. So our weaknesses is the consistency. And if you, if you ever come on and listen to our podcast, you it heard us moaning about constantly about our consistency. Although we've been on a run now, I think it's four wins in our last last five five games. But up to then, we were really inconsistent. So we would go and play for a really good twenty minutes and then fall off the cliff, you know. And we'd be we, we like watching Barcelona and then then then. Look, Looks like you're, you're watching some some club has not got a professional player in it, and it gets really got that <laughs> chalk and cheese. And so that consistency has been an issue. It's been addressed, and it's it's getting better. Don't get me wrong. But our strengths, our strengths this year is I just think is that we we, we play with flow. You know, we play with openness. We you talked about Joby as being one of the most attractive men in football, but more importantly, <laughs> at 39, he's still still the ambassador in the middle of the pitch. You can open up and. Open up a, a, a real, real, real difficult game and get us a goal by getting other people in, also contributing themselves. So we play 4 3 3 as our standard lineup. So five of those forward, forward six are all creative players. But also we have a creative player who plays at left back who can run the whole length of the pitch and has, and I think he's done it against you as well, scored. So you've got that real real creativity in, in the team. But also you've got the resilience that enables us to sort of hopefully deflect shots, goals uh, um, as well. So that that to me is the same. weakness is inconsistency and the strengths is is probably our forward play.
1: So, I, so l- let's talk about the, the, you mentioned the match on Saturday. You said it's going to be a tight game. What do you think? What's, what's your prediction,
0: Julian? It, it's, it's hard to predict a game because we all look rather stupid, don't we? The <laughs> the game? You, yes. you, 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 you say something and um, my guys and my podcast, um, I'm the worst predictor. I, I, I don't <laughs> think I've ever got predicted the game right, but I definitely <laughs> feel it's going to be a tight game. Yeah, so mm. I could sit on the fence and say, yeah, it's going to be a game where... It's going to be a draw, 1-1, one, one, nil-nil, what have you. But I actually don't think that's the case. I actually think Warwick will win. And for, for, for a couple of reasons. One is that we're on a good run of form and you're not such a good run of form. You've got a loss, a couple of draws, you know, and, and, and a win in your last five. So we've had a good run of wins and we're beating good teams. We're we form. It's nothing to do with the quality of players. It's Mark Cooper and Ross Rombleton back in the dugouts at the Braille Group Stadium. And guess what? There's gonna be a bit of blood boiling up for, for Ross. So and the players will know that. And because of of the 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 allegation that Mark brought Justin's name into disrepute or, or vain. I think that always has an added twist to any, any Forest Green-Orient game. So I think we'll nick it 1-0, or I, I will say now it probably be a goal between, between us. So 2-1, 1-0, 3-2, whatever connotation of that you you want. But I don't think it would be a high-scoring game, if I'm honest. So
1: thank you so much, Julian, from the Lowdown Podcast, an awesome podcast name, um, even better podcast. Uh, it's a Leighton Orient podcast. You can follow them on Twitter, at LO underscore podcast. Um, Julian, thanks so much for hanging out for, with us. Thanks for educating us about Leighton Orient. Uh, thanks for agreeing with us that Joby Makanoff is the best looking player in League Two. Um, and worst of luck on Saturday, but good luck the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, listen, same back. Thanks guys, keep healthy, keep safe. And as we keep saying, this in this side of the water up the O's. Ah,
1: Julian, man, thank you so much again. Julian from the Lowdown Podcast. Awesome to chat with you. Thank you so much for sharing um, your your stories. Thank you for agreeing with us that Joby Mackinoff is indeed the best-looking player in League Two. Uh, awesome guy, right, Shimmy?
2: Yeah, Julian was great. Um, he really educated us about some of the background between supporters, some of the uh, you know the connections we have with Ibu Adams and and Coops. Sometimes not super positive, but <laughs> um, yeah, that was a, that was a blast.
1: That was a blast. Um, well, uh, yeah, we, we got to meet up, meet up with him when we go to uh, to, the e- to East London someday. We'll have a proper, I don't know, proper pint. <laughs> Is that what he said? Proper. Sure. Yeah, proper. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's move on. All right, on to Leighton Orient. So on Saturday we play at Leighton Orient. At the t- at this time, uh, we are fourth in the table third in the big green prediction machine rankings, surprisingly, Uh, second in the expected goals table, while Leighton Orient are seventh in the table, and they're on a good run of of form, Shimmy. They've won their last three games against some decent sides, actually, too, against Salford, against Morecambe. Uh, So they they have a a kind of a quiet but very clinical attack. They don't get many chances, but when they do, they take them. Um, Their defense hasn't been great, but, you know, despite all that, they're still seventh in the league table. Um, however, Shimmy, they are 19th in the expected goals table, which I guess goes along with that, um, what, what I just said, which is that they're not great defensively, and they don't create a lot of chances, but they're very clinical on those chances, so I guess that's the explanation for the disparity there between the 19th and the expected goals table, but 7th in the league table, um, and they are our 10th in the Big Green Prediction Machine rankings, uh, the big green prediction machine says right now we have a 40.7 percent chance of winning they have a 38 percent chance of winning uh it predicts a 1.21 to 1.09 draw essentially shimmy so i would say draw two but shimmy you know that's against my american dna i can't say a draw i don't even understand what a draw is (laughs) we don't have draws here Uh, only in art class uh, (laughs) that's right so i think the boys are going to be fired up this Tranmere match was a wake-up call, Shimmy. We're going to clean up the defense. We're going to get our head straight. We're going to Leighton Orient. We're going to the east side of London. And we're getting a 2-1 win, Shimmy. What do you got?
2: Yeah, you know, I have uh, I have been, I think, overly optimistic and saying, hey, our defense is going to step up. But we do keep making mistakes, especially after this Tranmere match. We let in three goals, which is not nice to see. Um, but like you, Nathan, I want to be an optimistic American all right, we are finally getting a new president. Or an American idiot. An <laughs> American yeah. idiot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's the easier that's thing a... to be, but uh, yeah. we're, we're going to be optimistic, and I'm going to say we get a clean sheet. McGee uh, is going to step up. Maybe he'll have our goal <laughs> against Leighton Orient, but he's not going to let any in. Our defense is going to click, so I'm going to say a one nothing win for FGR.
1: Let's go, Shimmy Sham Shango! <laughs> I love it. it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's just do it and be legends. Also a news, shout out to Dale Vince, he just liked a, a, a tweet of ours, so he, let's go Dale. Hey, Dale. The boss man himself, oh, that's awesome. Fan of the
2: show, Dale Vince, is it too soon <laughs> to say
1: that? <laughs> uh, no, it's, yeah, there, there's no way he, he, there's no way he knows about us, but, um, it's awesome that he liked the tweet, hey, let's, we'll take it, there we we'll go. take what we can get from the mean. man, the myth, the legend, our, bo- our man, our Dale yeah. Vince, not to be confused with Dale Cooper, uh, agent, Twin special, Peaks. agent Dale. special agent Dale Cooper of Twin Peaks. Um, Alright, anyway, Shimmy, we gotta wrap this up. So, up. The, oh, actually, I wanna say one more thing, Shimmy. One more thing. So, I speak noticed mind, Tranmere. Nathan, I'm, I'm gonna go off. Go off, King. <laughs> I'm gonna go off, Shimmy. No, I'm not really gonna go off that much. But Tranmere fans were bantering us on, uh, on social media, on Twitter after the loss, just posting pictures of meat, you know? And I feel like. That's such a lame, like, old... Like, I feel like in 2017, maybe that would be, like, a clever, nice clapback. But, man, it's 2021. You got to come up with something better than that, I feel like, Shimmy. You do. You know,
2: we're vegans. But, you know, to our credit, we had the better of the game in stoppage time in, like, the 92nd through 95th minute. So that vegan diet's doing something for our boys. Hey, yes! They had the energy... So spin zone, spin zone spin, spin zone, spin zone. So get your cutlets out of here. Get your pork chops out of here. That's Right. It's lame. It's,
1: it's lame. Out. It only gives you yeah. It only gives you a three-goal advantage. But we got <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning. But who's still fighting at the end? Us for no for no reason. It's a fruitless fight. But anyway, all right, shimmy. We gotta get out of here, <laughs> man. Right, We're way over time. Let's get out of here, shimmy. Up the rovers. Up the vegans.
2: Upward and onward. Veganism
1: 2021, begin January. Let's get it. Let's get it, baby. Take us home, big time, Tommy. It's big time, Tommy. This is how I get down on a Thursday night with my boy Vinny Dice
2: rocking the house. Gotta live that life, man. Gotta live that life, old school. Like it Bring it back, Vinny.
0: That's we do it, old school, baby. Old woman. See old school. Wait, let's go.